Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Muslim Vibe. Uh, today I'm speaking with someone and I'm recording this intro part after we've done the podcast. So uh, we're speaking with uh, Shabaz Mirza uh, from Towards Faith, um, which is, uh, they, they basically sell journals. They create these amazing journals, guided journals to help Muslims in their spirituality. Now they started off originally as Ramadan Legacy Planner. Um, and I'm sure you may have seen them around on social media and stuff. Um, but now they're, they're rebranded to, towards faith and they're introducing a whole set of new products and stuff, which was just, it's kind of blew me away. And you kind of, you'll see that now in the podcast as well towards the end. Um, I, was, I was quite impressed by the stuff that they're working on. Um, there is a world exclusive. Uh, so Shabazz actually accidentally, um, we, we kind of stumbled upon a, a product that he was wearing. Um, and I was just like, wow. And it turns out that we managed to catch a, a world exclusive into that product, um, which, which I think is phenomenal. Um, and generally speaking, we speak about spirituality and, you know, going towards faith, right? Like that was actually the main conversation that we have. Um, like I said, because I'm recording this at the end, I'm overexcited about the last part. Uh, but we spoke about spirituality and like self-reflection as a way to move closer towards Allah. And Shabazz shared some really deep insights and ideas and suggestions for how we can improve our day-to-day -day practice and spirituality towards faith. Oftentimes, and, and I guess across cultures as well, there is this concept of journaling, um, this kind of practice of self-accountability. Um, and of course, that's 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 what you've been doing for the last. Uh, you tell me how many years, um, Mashallah, The Ramadan Legacy Planner has been hugely successful. Um, I feel like I've seen it around for at least five years. Um, I'm hoping I'm, I'm correct on my timelines there, um, yeah, and it's, it's become really, really popular. Um, the concept, and I've seen um, other people create new brands, and they they they're doing the same thing um, in different ways, and everyone's taking different angles. However, it's become a quite a popular practice within the Muslim community to uh, engage in this uh, process of journaling and reflection and gratitude. Mm. Mm. Um, tell me about the story of Ramadan Legacy Planner. How, how did this all come about? And, and obviously now you've rebranded to Towards Faith. Um, tell us how that whole thing happened. Yeah, great question. So, so Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. First of all, thank you very much for, for having me here, and it's great to be speaking with you and, and everyone else that's listening in. Um, Ramadan Legacy has had one mission to help people with their spiritual journey in the month of Ramadan and beyond, and whatever we could do to facilitate that, that is where we would end up. So we actually started off as an app in 2014 and 15, because a lot of people were using apps for productivity. But over years, what, what people tended to find that it just created that digital fatigue in their life and they needed something physical and offline to help them progress in a certain aspect of their life. That's when we started experimenting with journals, planners that incorporated sort of calm contemplation, mindfulness and Islamic values into a person's day to day life. And, uh, you know, it just started off small, man. Subhanallah, I started off with, you know, printing a few thousand and, and, and selling those and distributing those to then 10 to 30 to now 40,000 journals that have been used by Muslims across the world. Um, you know, it's funny, like the analogy that I love to give is 
when people are on a journey, there's two types of guides that are available. One type of guide is standing right at the top of the mountain and they're saying, you need to be here. This is the place where you need to end up. And then there's a second type of guide that's at the bottom of that mountain, hand holding the person, motivating them, inspiring them, inspiring them, guiding them to get to the top of that mountain. And that mountain is, of course, like our faith, right? It's our faith itself. And what Ramadan legacy now towards faith does is it gives people a guide. It gives people that self-paced journey so that they can develop themselves within their spiritual practice over time. And I'm just uh, on your website. So if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you can uh, see the the screen here. Um, Mashallah, the, the branding first and foremost. Can I just say well done? Um, I, I like it. It's very vibrant. It's it's very very modern, Mashallah, and in a way that I think truly reflects what you're trying to uh, achieve, Inshallah. So I'm very happy to to see this. Um, not only that, like obviously all your products in the past as well um, have been just like beautifully designed. And as a, as a graphic designer, um, uh, I just want to say I appreciate that. Thank you. It's nice to see beautiful products out there in the Muslim community, you know. Thank you. And and you, you, we were talking before about sort of diversity and we make sure that we have that in the team. So we have people, you know, from Singapore, Malaysia, Amsterdam, um, people of different nationalities, reverts, um, individuals at different stages of their kind of spiritual journey as well. And, and bringing that diversity onto like a team ultimately ends up in the products and the branding and what you say and how, you know, how you say it. So um, it, it's been, it's been a, a result of everyone's efforts, mashallah. Listen, man, you've got to send me this 99 names one. This is mashallah, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's, um, we started off as, as Ramadan Legacy and as we, we always wanted to pivot and become a brand for people for all year round. So we thought, let's experiment with a new product. Uh, so we thought, why not the 99 names of Allah? That is core to Ramadan, but also core to a person's you know existence of life, to know who God is. And mashallah, that did so well. Uh, we launched that earlier on this year. And then we said, you know what, this is a segue for us to creating tools for people for the entire year all year round um and so yeah that was that was a beautiful project that we did that sort of allowed us to then start lots of other ranges that we're launching in the future inshallah and and one of the things that like has struck struck me um about uh ramadan legacy is um and now towards faith is um the the kind of community engagement you've managed to to create with this um in terms of like feedback, I'm, I'm looking at over here, like the reviews and stuff like this, right? Um, tell me how, how you've kind of ensured that Ramadan legacy and, and towards faith has, has been, I guess, created in a way which actually is there to serve a need without diluting it with, you know, things that business, businesses can sometimes end up doing. Yeah, 100%. Like, it goes back to that analogy at the start. Um, when it comes to education, when it comes to building something, people have a lot of assumptions and they don't really talk to the people that are going to be using this product or course or service or whatever it may be. But we place that at the heart of everything that we do. Um, ever since we began in 2014, uh, our community has dictated what we do next. We do regular focus groups, 
product community uh, meetups. Uh, we do surveys and we really have, we've honestly just guided this entire organization based on their feedback, based on what they wanted. Uh, and what, what we realized towards the end of the kind of Ramadan legacy venture now turning into Towards Faith was there was a whole host of problem areas that our community suffered from. Um, and what we did was then worked with them even more closely to try and iron out what these issues are. Why do those issues exist in their life? And eventually what we realize is that we serve the, the strugglers and seekers, right? That's what we call our audience now, the strugglers and seekers, uh, like and give them, the, give them tools to equip them uh, in their spiritual life. One of the things I discussed in the last podcast with um, Sheikh Muhammad Javad Shamali, um, and if you haven't listened to that podcast, do go check it out. There's, in my opinion, a transition taking place in the world towards some form of new spirituality. I think it's actually even called new age spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously journalism, journaling, not journalism, sorry, journaling has become a a common ritual, let's say, within the space of, 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 of kind of like self-development and, and self-healing and stuff like this. Um, so tell me about like, I mean, t tell me in terms of like, when you've started this, this, uh, this project, we've seen at the same time, roughly this kind of uh, transition towards these practices and self-help and stuff like that. So I wanted to know a bit more about like your understanding of that space and how much external, um, let's say non-Muslim um, ideas influence the, the, the Ramadan Legacy Project. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think from our perspective, it, the core of what we do is life advice. So even the, the, the manifestation of that is the journals and the cards and the workshops and the courses and the events and everything that we do. But the, the core crux of what we're trying to offer is, is life advice. So even with the Ramadan planner that we had, people use that to renew themselves in the month of Ramadan. And, and that's what really at the core aspect of what, you know, the journal and the workshop and everything else that we did was. And the reason why I think people are seeking more life advice now more than ever is because the world is a lot more modern, contemporary, fast paced, you know, just the social fabric of our day is changing, you know, every, every week, every month, there's something new that we have to deal with. And whilst we're in this contemporary fast paced living world, people have a spiritual void, like there is a, a cup that they're looking to fill in, in their day-to-day -day life. People are looking for more meaning and purpose and wisdom. They're looking to make better decisions. They're looking to be more calm and contemplative in their day-to-day. -day. And so what we find is there's many different avenues that we can do, that we can go to to manifest that, right? We can go to Buddhism, we can go to Stoicism, you get Scientology, you've got many of these other kind of isms, right, that exist, that exist in the world today but i think what's beautiful about our religion is that it's systematic a lot of these other new age spiritual practices and and cults and and circles and this that and the next thing is based on principles and values but those principles and values aren't governed by a higher power they're they're not they're not dictated 
by law or or any further kind of form of governance or regulation but mm. is islam comes with the system it comes with the regulation it comes with the governance as well as coming with the spiritual practices that we should exhibit in our day-to-day lives and that's why i think like our deen is perfectly placed uh, to help people in a very meaningful way in finding direction and meaning and wisdom in their life according to the problems that they have. Um, but I think we just need to do a much better job at, at sort of presenting our religion in a way that seems helpful to them and not sort of condescending or not a burden or not sort of, I have this heavy lifting syndrome that mm. exists in my life. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of TED talks in the past and, and stuff like this and, and, and even podcasts and audiobooks. Um, I use this thing called Blinkist. Um, so shout out Blinkist. Yeah. It's, 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 a good, it's a good thing. And I've been kind of blown away, right? Thinking about the fact that on these mainstream platforms, you've got, you know, shamans, right? Like shamans, right? Um, mm. so, so they believe in, in other beings and stuff like this. And it's, they've been given a platform or they've taken a platform rather to speak about their theological concepts and ideas um, and beliefs, whether that's Buddhism, whether it's, uh, like you said, Stoicism um, and, and all the other isms. But Islam is, is completely missing from that space. It's not taken as a, as a and it, it astounds me because when I listen to all of these isms, I recognize that there's a strong overlap in, in many of them with what Islam actually says, mm. right? Like for example, Stoicism, right? Um, it's something that I've looked into. And again, I watched like a video on YouTube and you, and, and you understand it and you're like, okay, that makes sense, right? And that's, it's an ancient Greek um, uh, philosophy. And you're like, I- I'm pretty sure I've read a hadith that literally says these principles. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like, and I think where where we've kind of missed the mark as as Muslims and communicating these values and principles and this kind of systematic ways life is is presenting it in a twenty first century way, right? We just we haven't presented it or communicated it well enough to Muslim and non-Muslim audiences. And I was having a discussion about this too uh, with one of my teachers, who's sort of a well-respected scholar, and he said that. You know, maybe like 20, 30 years ago, the, the core mission of Islam was like the preservation of it, because a lot of the scholars um, in the in the Middle East and the Far East and, and other places, it was almost like the, the people that were the authors of these books were passing away. And so it had to be traveling to Medina, Al-Azhar, Mauritania to preserve like the, the, the values and to preserve the texts and to preserve the, 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 the sort of the learnings of Islam. But it goes, but what the focus should be now is purely the presentation of Islam. How do we communicate it in a 21st century way to 21st century Muslim millennials? And whoever focuses on that will get that mass market adoption. And if if you look at sort of one of my kind of bugbears or one of the things that I would love to see improve in the world is can we communicate our religion, you know, and the educational values of it in a way that appeals to the masses and not just the kind of 10% geeky Muslims that are already practicing, they're already engaged with some Islamic institution, but then there's this whole 90% of Muslims who are 
kind of just been left by the wayside. And mm. I call them the disenfranchised Muslims. Mm. Uh, and I was probably one of them before myself. Um, and I think it would just be amazing if we could kind of communicate to them um, in a meaningful way. 100%. And honestly, I, I, I share that same um, view as you uh, in terms of where we're at as a community, in terms of like 90% are just kind of left by the wayside. Mm. Because that 10%, and I'm not saying all of that 10%, right? There's this transition that almost takes place that the more religious someone becomes, the more exclusive, um, and dare I say, sometimes even arrogant they become, right? Towards the 90% who, uh, they're just trying to figure it out, man. <laughs> you know? Um, you know, th there's people just trying to, we're all trying to figure it out, for God's sake. Like, no one can actually put their finger and say, hey, here you go, bingo, I have found Salat al-Mustaqim and this is what it looks like and let me put it to you in an Instagram post. Like, that's not, that's not what it is. Um, and one of the things that I feel is that we, we're not really being honest and vulnerable with this conversation. It's become mm -hmm. a them or us. I mean, it's something that I've been, I'm being mindful of as well when we're creating content for the Muslim vibe. It should have be coming from this place that, hey, look, we've got it all figured out and let's tell you how to, to connect with God or, 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 you know, yeah. or to define what it means to be a Muslim. It, it can't be that. Um, and it's almost like this, this um, in, in the previous podcast, um, for example, when it comes to the Quran, Sheikh Shamali, he, he mentioned that maybe all Muslims just need to get together and say, hey, listen, are we going to be serious about this thing being as important as it is? <laughs> First and foremost, let's just get that kind of cleared and out of the way, you know. Um, so, tell me what's what's missing currently from our daily spiritual practice uh, and, and rituals that can enable us, whether we're in the ninety percent or that ten percent, that will enable us either way to to get closer towards Allah and retain Him in our lives in a much more uh, just doing it, I guess. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I think in terms of um, in terms of a, a macro level, so sort of speaking, if we're looking at Islamic education or spiritual practice as a as a landscape, we have all these different players in this landscape. I think you know one of the things that's missing is um, serving the serving the strugglers and seekers first and foremost. Um, the second thing is the kind of language and presentation that we use when we're talking about Islam, sort of getting people hyped up about it, making people feel inclusive, inclusive, um, making sure that we have the right values that encourages a diverse audience and that everyone can can be a part of this. I think those are the sort of the key things that, that are missing for me, especially, um, and also sort of synthesis of content. Um, so whilst it's all fair and well telling people to wake up for Fajr and the two to the, the two rakat of Fajr before the Fard is you know better than anything else in the world whilst we can say that it's inspiring people and telling them the Simon Sinek why of they should get up and, and pray those two rakat and I think sort of that Simon I say the Simon Sinek version of Islam is missing right I personally find that it's missing so that in terms of the landscape, that's what I think is missing. And there's there's actually an amazing book um, that was published by Dr. Abdullah Shaheen um, on sort of modern pedagogies of Islamic education that are missing. And he went and did research across the UK and he put it down to five key things. And of those five key things, one of them was language and the other one was sort of synthesis of, of content. In terms of 
us as individuals looking at it from a very personal perspective, what is missing from our day? Um, I think what is missing uh, from our day very, very simply is the right tools, right? It's the right tools. Like when the Fitbit came along, it gave everyone the inspiration, but also the confidence to walk 10,000 steps a day. It revolutionized how people were looking at fitness, how they thought about fitness, and it made fitness a lifestyle, right? So I think that all Muslims, right, we all have an awareness, and I think we were talking about this previously, we all have an awareness of what is required from us. Deep down inside, we all know what is required from us. We've heard it, we've seen it but we just fail to have a willingness to act upon those requirements. What would increase the amount of willingness for us to do those requirements are having the right tools, having the right environment, having the right community. And if, if we as Towards Faith are able to provide that and, and increase the willingness and therefore the actions and the deeds of people in the world today, that would that would be the ultimate goal and that is what we're trying to what we're trying to achieve um but i honestly think it really comes down to having the right tools um and we just don't have enough tools within the education space um uh, in the world today besides journaling um and the journals um that you you guys have have produced and we'll talk more about some success stories that you've had with that as well because i'm really keen to find out if you've managed to speak to people and, and see how this has kind of helped them um besides journaling what other methods do you think would be uh, you know effective and efficient at helping muslims go towards faith yeah uh, Within the, the journals itself, it takes people through like a, a guided process, a guided framework, getting them from A to Z. Uh, and the first step is allowing them to take stock and reflect on where they are at a particular situation with their life. So within the Ramadan planner and the other products that we have, um, it's, it's allowing them the space to sort of take stock and reflect first and foremost, being very, like you said, let's be very open, honest, authentic and transparent with ourselves. Let's not lie to ourselves about where we are at in our life. The second step is asking the right questions. And honestly, I think this is the most underplayed thing in the whole world because even the Quran throughout the entire Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he poses questions to us that make us think it's like this kind of Socratic method of advancing in our life asking the right questions so the second step that we do in any of our products whether kind of online or physical is that we pose the right questions to people that allow them to do that sort of tadabbur on themselves but also that sort of that that tafakkur on you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on on the grand scheme of things where they are in life the relationships that they have with themselves Allah and the people around them and so it takes them through and then the third part is the doing right once you've actually taken stock of yourself once you've asked yourself the right questions to get some clarity and guidance in your life now put a plan in place in order for you to enact upon that um, and that's what we really try to do um, across um, all of our products there's, um, I'm looking at your 99 Names of Allah guided journal um, And I think when we spoke over the phone a week ago You were telling me that this journal essentially has the 99 Names of Allah And like a, a almost like a suggestions for each one of those, those names mm -hmm. So tell me more about that, that seems very very interesting 
Yeah, so I think the 99 names is um, one of, is that thing in our lives whereby we know of it, but how we came across a tool to help us really enact it in our day-to-day lives. And I think, you know, the tools are sort of few and far between. One of the things that's really striking to me about the 99 names is how it gives us a massive amount of life advice, but it's also a coping strategy for us during our difficult times. Previously, when we've looked at the 99 names and we've seen lots of videos, it's always focused on the what, right? What is the name and what does the name mean? But we really focus on the why, like why does this name exist and how does it impact your life personally? So each of these names kind of, it it speaks to you in a way that's personal, uh, in a way that's sort of speaking to your heart um, and it's giving you another coping strategy. Um, So for example, um, uh, with the first name Rahman, it, it, it doesn't sort of labor on how this word comes from Rahma and that's the same name given to you know the womb for a baby, etc. It speaks about how this is the, the name that Allah used to introduce himself to you and therefore how would you introduce yourself to other people? What is the one quality that people would use to sum up you? And then it also speaks about if Allah's mercy encompasses everyone, you know, in the world, then how can you not be merciful to the to the people around you? So it's almost like these little nuggets of kind of wisdom. I'm honestly I'm shivering right now. These little nuggets of wisdom that sort of change the perspective in how you live your day to day life. I was just bringing up a screenshot whilst we were talking just now. Um, of uh, one of the pages and I, I believe this is uh, Al-Ghaffar mm. and there's even like du'as here specific to that that name of Allah um, yeah please please send me one uh, I'll be happy to <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do a little unboxing on the behind the scenes maybe on the Instagram stories because that that's a beautiful looking product mashallah like isn't it's just you know it's something that you want to engage with daily you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as in, I'm a, I'm a, like, I was just telling you just uh, before we, we started the podcast, right? I'm a big setup guy. But I also mm. believe, you know, like the daily products that we use, right? Mm. Make an effort to actually like, spend some money on it because if you want, you want a good quality thing, right? Like, for example, like mm. a wallet or, and I'm not saying Louis Vuitton, 500, no one's saying that. Just like a, a, a thing that you'd like to use every day. It's going to be convenient for you, you know? Mm. Um, you like the way it looks and everything like that. And uh, I, I feel like there's sometimes what happens with Muslim products is, we just kind of slap the name, hey, Muslim, Islam, God on it. Um, and, and forget the fact that someone's actually going to be using this like daily. You know what I mean? They're going to be interfacing with it daily, whether it's a digital product or um, a physical product. Yeah. Um, no, thank you, bro. Thank you. One of the things that we're, that we're going to do with that and other ranges is bring it to life a little bit more. So having like um, a little kind of card stand thing that can sit at your desk uh, to basically turning the format of the content of what we have in different ways so people can access it quicker because we 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 sort of very transparently know that not everyone is a journaler or a planner type person and how many can you actually carry around with you but if we look at our day-to-day makeup as to from when we wake up to what's on our bedside kind of cabinet to when we go into our living room or our kitchen or in the workplace or when we're traveling if we look at the daily activities of of our kind of day-to-day life can we build a tool to help people 
feel spiritually spiritually connected during that time. So um so we have um one of the greatest needs that our that our community had was a daily tool, something to help them with their daily faith and focus. And that's what came came, that's why we came up with a name faith and focus for the new sort of journals and planners that we have. Um, another problem area is balancing their work and worship. So that's another range that we're working on for next year, which is our work and worship range, which is specifically for kind of young Muslim working professionals. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're over time, we're basically identifying problem areas for the, the strugglers and the seekers and building tools to equip them to overcome that particular area, problem area that they have. Let me, let me share an idea with you. Yeah, go for it. Do one for parents new parents yeah new parents are you are you a parent i am a parent alhamdulillah alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Yeah. same little, same little girl she's same. uh turning four soon um but yeah i think like during that process there's a lot of guidance that's needed right um yeah. and i feel like there's not enough resources for muslim parents when me and my wife had our kid that's one of the first things we said actually we're like wait a sec besides Tales from your aunties, which, you know, all, all due respect to them, a lot of the time they're true, a lot of the time they're not, right? There's not much resources for for Muslim families, really, you know? Yeah, There's not even a dedicated yeah. website at the moment to like, you know, like, you got the mum's net and all this kind of stuff, right? There's not actually one really like that for Muslims. I know there's yeah. small pockets and Facebook groups and stuff like that, but there's not really... Um, something that's been done on that. So actually, that's actually one of the projects that we're going to be working on as well, um, Shabazz. Uh, inshallah, so that's going to be called My Muslim Family. But man, uh, try and think about some uh, some parenting ones. That'd be that'd be really cool to see. No, that would be really cool. That'd be really cool. Shabazz, have you? Because because I'm a bit cynical when it comes to products, um, especially like self improvement ones. Right, because I've seen a lot of people go down this kind of like self-help route where it becomes almost its own issue, you know, whether it's like vitamins, whether it's kind of buying books and courses, but like not actually anything's actually not actually happening. Um, so I've always been mindful and very careful when I kind of engage with anything like this, right? Uh, because I don't want to just buy a product for the sake of having it, except for the for for, for the book you're about to send me, because that just looks beautiful. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't even buy books because I'm like, if I'm not really going to read it, don't buy it. So then I end yeah. up not buying a book and reading a book, right? Yeah. And I, I think there's probably a lot of people out, out there like me, um, techie guys, right? That want to do everything on their phone, right? Like automation, like walking into the office and something popping up as a notification or a reminder or something like that. Um, have you have you considered, um, sorry, I was going to ask you a separate question. I'm actually going to ask you if you've considered digital, uh, but before that, I want to hear about your success stories because a cynical person might be like, oh, these things don't work. People only do it for like 10 days and they forget. So why even start, right? So let me ask you that question as a cynic. Yeah, no, 100%. I fully hear you and a part of me agrees to that as well. I think with, with any kind of product that, that is launched, um, you have a lot of hype at the start and people use it for the first three, five days, you know, whether it's a new pair of trainers or whether it's your AirPods or whether it's a Fitbit. And then the, the, the usage isn't sticky and the usage decreases over time. And I think, you know, one of the things that we're sort of very conscious of is, is sort of product adoption and making sure that people use the journal, people use the cards and, and use the tools that, that we give them. And so what we try to do is really sort of 
we, we make sure that people are guided as much as possible to use it end to end. So with every sort of product that we launch, there is a sort of a digital component. So for example, with the 99 names, for each of the names, uh, there's an online sort of audio reflection. So you scan the QR code in the journal and it takes you a list of 99 kind of audio reflections that you can use as you're going through the, the names. Um, with the Ramadan planner, there's like seven stages within the planner and each stage has a sort of online video tutorial that you quickly watch it's about two, three minutes to keep you engaged throughout that process. Uh, and on our sort of socials and emails, we do a lot to show how other people are using it and how it's transformed their day. And that's, to be honest, like as much as, as we can do as in order to try mm -hmm. and people to not just buy something and let it go by the wayside, but to, to buy something and use it. But the feedback that we've always received on the Ramadan journal, the reflection cards, uh, the 99 names journal has always been like spectacular. And Alhamdulillah, every year we've we've sold out every product that we've launched every year has sold out. Mashallah. It's ne it's never sort of we've Mashallah. never had any units just sitting there in the warehouse. Um, and it's always increased year by year as well. So just putting all these kind of stats and things together and the feedback, it it, it sort of shows me that people want more of this stuff um, and just exactly how you said with the parenting right so i'm aware of two different youtube video series on kind of modern muslim parenthood have i watched them no why have i haven't watched them because i'm looking at my screen all day for work i'm looking at my screen for all my admin stuff and paying my bills and everything else so when it comes to my spiritual practice I don't want to look at a screen. I want something physical, something that grounds me in life, something that's not fatiguing, but something that's actually a bit of a relief to, to read and go through, uh, and something that almost like takes me away from all of that hustle and bustle. And we've experimented with digital products in the past. So we had the Ramadan app, but what we found was that although lots and lots of people had used it, hundreds of thousands of people had used the app, people weren't sort of habitually using it um, and people were just getting digitally fatigued. Um, we've ran some online courses and things in the past as well. Um, but when we do something physical, people turn up and people are ready to embrace this sort of new framework or methodology for their life. Um, so yeah, I, I'm actually more and more um, sort of favoring these physical experiences rather than digital experiences when it comes to our kind of spiritual practice. I I like that actually. Um, and that's coming from a tech person, like a techie person, because I've I've downloaded apps as well, right? And I think everyone's obviously everyone's downloaded apps, like no 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 surprise there, but especially with apps, the way your usage goes down, besides like the 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 five daily drivers the the google maps the youtube the facebook the the classics right um <laughs> besides that the rest they, they don't they don't really ever come out of that app drawer you know the, that that folder hidden away um <laughs> you know what i mean um so i i see the benefit um i guess i guess there is definitely a a spiritual advantage as well moving away from the screen yeah yeah um, for sure. as you were just you as you were just kind of like telling me as well and, and you kind of linked it made it about that right like as in this spiritual space away from the sludge 
right? Like as in, how much self-accounting are you really going to do on a phone where you've just lost yourself in TikTok for like an hour? Exactly. Just exactly. watching a million different random bits of things, right? Exactly. Um, I, uh, I, I, yeah. I was yeah. saying this to, to one of my kind of, one of our team members as well and towards faith the other day that whenever I've attended a class or a course in person, I, I still remember topic by topic what I learned. You're, you're right. I've done, you're I've, right. I've, done many, I've done many courses online and I, could, I couldn't tell you what happened, bro. I could not tell you no, what I learned it's, it's, in those it's, online courses. It's true, courses. man. It, it's, it's even like, you know, like for example, during the pandemic, we've had obviously, you know, lectures and, and, and you know, mosque programs taking place online, right? Yeah. And you're sitting at home, you're trying to make the most of it, but it's not the same. It's, it's just not. It's just not the same, you know. What I mean, and you said that information retention. It's just not going to be there because it's almost like your brain's just like filing it away as one of those long YouTube videos that you just watched. Do you get what I mean? That didn't really yeah. ever inspire you to do much. Yeah. Um, was, no, I definitely was, see the. the there there was some the kind line of, that needs to be drawn. Yeah, there was a study that was recently published saying that sort of in-person um, activities, tools, courses, you know. Uh, things like that you're 3.2 times um less likely to get distracted and four times more likely to retain the actual information that that you're absorbing um so yeah so uh, you know i've thought long and hard about this um i think having a i call it a digital a digital experience is all right where you have a physical and a digital component but mm. when something is when something is only digital and purely digital there's only mm. so much impact that it can have um so we focus on the sort of physical slash digital experiences that we can deliver dusbies yeah <laughs> that's that's the op that's the that's the ideal ideal um digital experience isn't it yeah are you gonna start doing dusbies i actually like i'm wearing the prototype for something that no that way have I just tapped into? Uh, did I just tap into an exclusive? Yeah, you you kind of did. Uh, he, he'll be happy. But I've been working on this with with a friend. Oh and it's, my um, god! Subhanallah! You know, I yeah. Wow, Shabazz! I'm not even gonna lie to you. All right, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like the other day, right? The other day, my daughter she made me like a little bracelet with beads, right? Mm -hmm. And I was wearing it, right? Um, and I found myself fidgeting with it, right? And I was like. Hold on, has anyone come up with a Dusby bracelet yet? Yeah, it's um, nice. It's, it's it's called um. Hold it, it up called... to the camera again. This uh, I'm I'm very proud of of tapping into this world exclusive. Yeah, it's um, it, it's basically um, it's like a smart. It's called Smart Muslim, and and the product itself um is called the Sibha. Um, it's not on at the moment. Um, this is just like a prototype, so we're just sort yeah. of testing it out at the moment. Um, so this is not under towards faith. It's under a separate thing that I'm currently working on. Um, but yeah, it's basically sort of it reminds you uh, and tracks your prayer and your dhikr. Um, wow. And then over time, yeah. So this is a this is an exclusive for you right now. <laughs> this, you know what? Like, let me let me be your beta, your alpha tester, man. Like that's 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 well done for for. Uh, stumbling onto this man subhanallah like as in yeah that's that's a really really 
I don't know how that all just came about. I don't even know if you want me to keep this in or whether we have to sign some NDA with all our listeners and stuff. But no, it's uh, it, it's been around. Uh, it's been in the making actually since um, since close to 2013. Um, the wow, the kind of the the, the, the inventor of this um, is Ridwan, and um, he is kind of based out in kind of was based out in Saudi. He's now back home in in Trinidad and Tobago, but. He's been focusing on this for a very long time um, wow. and uh, is about to kind of launch this in the next kind of year or so. So fingers crossed it all goes well. Shout out Ridwan from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, he'll be happy when he sees this. He'll be happy when he sees this. Nice, nice, nice. Mashallah. Honestly, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about that now as well. Um, do you want to use this moment to, I guess, impart any sort of not advice, because I don't want to put you in that awkward position, but like any sort of like suggestions and practical tips for our listeners um, that don't have the journal at the moment, but that can do something in their lives daily. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think one of the things that's really helped for me is have a, a spiritual night, one night in the week. So on a Thursday night, me uh, and my wife, we you know put off the Netflix, the phones, everything, and we just sit down and we have a chat about like our spirituality, where we're going in life, what we want to do. And it's not a heavy conversation, right? It's a it's a light touch conversation. So we'll pray sort of Maghrib or, or Isha together and we'll just sit down on the prayer mat and just kind of have a light conversation. Um and that sort of really helped us just sort of keep ourselves aligned, keep our you know marriage aligned as well, um, and bring in that spiritual kind of practice on a weekly basis. Um, and and what what's beautiful about it is that you're able to just talk it out. Um, you know, the, the other week we had an event in London, and we were using our um, reflection cards. We've got these, we've got them here actually. We've got these beautiful reflection cards. Um, and what they do is they they ask the the person you know very kind of personal deep and, and sometimes like triggering questions so this one is um do you give from what you love the most right based on you know the famous hadith um so uh, and at this event you know what was so powerful was people were using these cards and they were talking to each other about their spirituality their their struggles their pain points and through just simply talking it out they eventually find the solution as well. They have this like aha moment in their life. So I think one of the most powerful things that that we can do um, at homes, you know, with our family, with our friends, is is simply just talking about our spirituality um, and opening up that dialogue and those conversations. Like if we look at the Quran and if we look at, you know, throughout just the educational practice of Islam, it's through that dialogue and discussion um, and through the, the the grouping of discussing about our spirituality, where you know the the real uh, benefit comes uh, to an individual person. So that that's my number one tip for people: um, is form that little group, however big or small that is, and just open up those conversations. Subhanallah. Honestly, Shabazz, amazing, amazing advice. Um, and and I, I didn't even know about the cards, man. Like those, yeah. those look really, really interesting. And we we got lots of stuff, man. It's because we moved to the new, like towards faith website. We haven't put like everything on there just yet, but we've got these like amazing. Um, these, mashallah, like every year as well. They 
they just fly off the shelves and people just love to use them at their no, I can imagine that being so so practical it's almost like got yeah. a, like a gaming element to it so because I yeah, know like in the Muslim nice. community we do like a lot of these um uh couples nights right where you'll invite a couple over to your house in the evening or whatever the kids are in bed or whatever it might be um yeah. and and oftentimes you know Uno might come out or Jack in the Box, was it Jackbox TV might might turn on or whatever, right? Um, so th- there is this kind of like sense of like, oh, let's let's do something like this, right? Like a, a you know, like whether it's a board game or whatever. And and I feel like something a product like that is is so nice to use. Um, well done, man, Marshallizing. That's, that's all I can yeah. say. Because I, I, I didn't even know about the cards, but like they, they, that's, that's such a practical product to to create. When's that yeah, going to be available yeah. online? Yeah, we the 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 sort of the we had the first sort of edition of that. I think it launched a couple of years ago now. This is just the kind of because we rebranded to Towards Faith, we sort of redesigned everything and we redid all the questions. So that will be available for by probably February, inshallah, next year. So it's a part of the Ramadan range. Um and uh yeah, they're they're just like really, really cool. Um I, I personally use them. A lot of people I know use them in family settings, halakas, you know, with their partners and things like that as well. You know, one one of the powerful questions within the card deck is, um, is 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 your relationship with your mother strong enough for you to enter Jannah, right? Because we all know that you know Jannah is oh, at wow. our mother's feet. And so, like, I used this question with a group of brothers, and some of them just ended up crying because they knew themselves that their relationship with their mother wasn't that great. And there was this kind of deep down thing that they had to clear up. And that question being posed to them just brought it to the surface of their mind. Um, and then some of those brothers actually acted upon that piece of advice as well. Um, so yeah, it's just like unsurfacing all of the things that are troubling us, mm. um, getting it all out from underneath the carpet and just living our wholesome selves, man. Shabazz, this is really exciting stuff, mashallah. Um, and I'm not okay. even just saying that because you're on this podcast. Like, honestly, the, the three things that I've seen so far, plus the journals, um, yeah, I can I can just see like so much potential for these things, right? In terms of like actually helping people, like being practical products, you know, it's not just like a gimmick, right? Like it's an, it's an actual, you know, it's not some joke that you've written at the back of that card that's going to make everyone laugh and giggle, right? It's going to be like, no, that's actually going to help me transform my life. And go towards faith. So, yeah, um, hats off, man. Hats off to you and the team. Mashallah, you're doing an amazing job. I'm actually going to keep chatting to you after we uh, press uh, stop record. Um, but for all of our viewers, um, I hope you've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and I'm going to leave a link for everything uh, at the bottom of this d- description. Um, Shabazz, where can everyone find you on socials, your website, all of that? Yeah, um, if you just search for at Towards Faith, um, you'll be able to find us. We're very active on on Instagram. Big on the gram. Probably, yeah, big on the gram. So you can probably find us there. Um, we're currently launching our brand new um, daily journal uh, called Faith and Focus. Uh, we've got a crowdfunding campaign that's live at the moment on LaunchGood. Um, and this is a sort of a, a daily tool to help you live each moment with spirituality structure and success um and uh, you can see some of the sort of the images of that right now um on the screen um and uh, yes it's a beautiful product and again we thought very deeply about um how do we make our days like profound again um what is that structure that we need for our day-to-day lives and um 
and it's really based upon the principle in the Quran, which is uh, centered around the morning and the evening. So throughout the entire Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps repeating to worship and remember him in the morning and the evening. But we all know that our morning and the evenings are actually the parts of the day where we tend to forget about Allah the most. It's the hardest times of the day to remember Allah because it's so easy to pick up our phones and press the Netflix mm -hmm. button at night. But what Allah is giving us is a, a daily principle by which we can actually live our lives. So we've created a journal just purely on this principle um, that gives us a daily framework for success. We actually spent like a year we created a 200 page document just researching why Allah constantly repeats this throughout the Quran. We sort of spoke to many different scholars and teachers about this principle as well. And we thought, why not put this into a daily tool that people can use in their everyday lives? Imagine living each moment with peace, purpose and productivity. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Um, mm. So we put that in a journal um, and we thought we would launch that, inshallah. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping it goes well. Man, I'm I'm praying for your success, honestly. Um exactly. I'm actually getting a bit emotional. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I'm actually getting emotional because it's it's I'm I'm looking at the, the effort that you're putting into quality. Um mm. and, and and it makes me emotional because I deal with Muslim brands so regularly as in my own job, right? As a as a mm. designer and marketer. And oftentimes it's like they wanna just like wave a magic wand. For the business to go well without actually putting in the the genuine and authentic effort to actually help their people you know their customers and the audience's life you know and when that disconnection occurs that's when there's failure you know um but mashallah it's, it's so nice to see you're you're, you're constantly working on this stuff uh, i'm actually excited to end the podcast because i want to keep talking to you uh, offline <laughs> and off the record um thank you so much Shabazz. Um, and inshallah you'll be on the podcast again for sure uh, because Definitely. I think there's a lot more to unpick thank you so much for having me um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and your family and the Muslim vibe um, and to all the listeners out there as well thank you so much for, for listening in and checking us out that was our conversation with Shabazz Mirza from Towards Faith previously known as the Ramadan Legacy Planner um, I was actually blown away halfway through that podcast as you may have seen and heard um because i didn't know that they did more than just journals right and, and obviously those journals are amazing they look beautiful uh, but i was really blown away by the uh the the cards the deck card card deck that he had uh which is like a, a way for you to like talk about certain things with friends or family and i was just like that's that's phenomenal idea like uh, mashallah and what really really got me going was the the Dusby bracelet thing and that coincidence is, is you can't make that stuff up like i was literally thinking about a bracelet Dusby three days ago um and and you know i just managed to catch that randomly um anyways it was exciting for me i don't know if it was exciting for you um guys just wanted to um, if you've made it this far in the podcast um just wanted to let you know we're currently working on an idea for a paid premium subscription service for the muslim vibe um called tmv plus now i want your guys's ideas and inputs and feedback on that process we're trying to obviously make our project sustainable and there's salaries to pay uh, there are there is full-time staff and there's writers and there's video producers and video editors and um you know 
cameramen and so much that you know that we're putting money towards so we want to make our operation sustainable um, so there is this idea of a paid premium subscription service called cmv plus and i wanted your ideas and input and feedback on that so i'm going to leave a link in the description below uh, please take a couple of minutes just to kind of answer some questions to give me some ideas and then inshallah we'll look to roll that out within i'd say next month or two um so so yeah that would be really appreciated if you could do that i'm not going to take any more of your time i'm going to say goodbye i'm going to leave it here and i look forward to speaking with you guys next wait i don't speak with you guys i speak with the guests okay this is going to make for a very awkward ending goodbye